it is now time for Lisa H. Fuller Ministries with your host, Dr. Lisa H. Fuller, right here on Gospel 1440 WMKM. My name is Apostle Lisa Fuller, and welcome to Lisa H. Fuller Ministries. It is an honor and a pleasure to have you here. This is a broadcast where outstanding men and women of the faith share their journey. So first, let's go to the throne of grace. Oh, great and gracious Father, we come before you humble in the mighty matchless name of Jesus. We give you glory, praise, and honor. We lift you up and we magnify your name. I pray, we pray, that something that is said and heard, God, ministers to the heart and the soul and the spirit of the people, the listeners. In Jesus' name we pray. Thank God and amen. Thank you. Come and introduce yourself your own way. Well, um, <clears throat> I'm uh, Tom Ray, and uh, and this is my beautiful wife Gina. Hello. And this is our nephew Kenny, Kenny Cummings. How long have you all been in the ministry? All of um, our lives. Yeah, uh, forever. <laughs> uh, my dad was a, a pastor, and uh, so um, uh, you know I, I was with him for 20 years, and and uh, or uh, 19 years of his 20 years, yeah. and. Uh, and then, uh, yeah, I've been doing ministry all my life. I played, started playing the piano for church at age 10 and never stopped. So, And I've been, yeah. and I'm a bus ministry kid that was um, from their church. They had a bus ministry and they found me on the road, on the streets and uh, brought me to Jesus. So that's how I met this wonderful family. Yeah. And then uh, we've been married 30 years. Uh, so uh, it's been a match made in heaven. Um, and then uh, my nephew, Kenny here, um, he is uh, the son of my sister, the, the second oldest, uh, Susan Cummings. And, um, and so he's been uh, raised in the church as well. But go ahead, T Kenny, speak for yourself. Yeah, I would say <clears throat> I'm not in an informal ministry, but I'm part of the Great Commission, obviously. So mm -hmm. uh uh, I think that makes me in ministry. That's right. <laughs> it makes you in ministry. Yes. <laughs> yes. Amen. And sometimes we don't understand why things happen, but God has everything in his hand. Can you share with the listeners a little bit about what occurred and, um, well, what happened with your family? Absolutely. Um, so uh, the... the short version of the story is is that um, my sister uh, Kenny's mom Susan Cummings uh, was killed uh, by a hit and run driver on August the 8th uh, while she was riding her bicycle across the state of Michigan to raise money for the Hope Water Project who provides clean water wells in Kenya Africa and um, and as I said she was uh, killed in a hit and run and so that's kind of where our process, um, this whole process of forgiveness began for us, is because we were trying to figure out how a, a human being could could hit someone else and, and then just drive away. 
Um, and there was a lot of things to process, especially because my sister was, was at the peak of her uh, life. She was very uh, outgoing and full of life. That's right. And, and uh, just, just had life by the tail. And, and, and so she would be the last person that you would think uh, to lose her life. And, and, uh, and so we had a lot to process from that shock, obviously, but even more so that, that someone would, would take her life. And, and, um, and, and so we had a lot to process as far as that goes. And uh, it would be several days uh, until we even found a, a person to, um, you know, kind of pin this thing on. And, and so that's kind of how it went for us. Um, so uh, you, if you would like to ask a question that we can fill in more information on, we will. But uh, before we do that, Kenny, if you'd like to chime in on that. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah, just kind of uh, along with the lines of Michael Thomas sharing, you know, obviously when a tragedy hits like that, I think the first question you ask is why um, you blame, you're looking for someone to blame, um, but you're asking God, why, mm-hmm. um, why, were, why? Were you angry with God? Were you angry with God? I don't, I don't think I was ever angry with God, but I kind of, kind of like Job in the book of Job, where Job had all these tragic things happen in his life and he sort of wanted answers. I don't know if Joe was angry with God, but he wanted to know why, why all this bad things happened to him at that time. Um, so that was kind of the, the presence of mind that I was in. I just, I felt like, Lord, why? Mm-hmm. Um, I don't understand. I don't see the benefit to this. This is not now, not at this time. And so, yeah, I think that was the biggest thing for me was the question of why and, you know, through Hopefully to, tonight I can share with you kind of how God led me from the why to the I forgive. And that's kind of my my bit of the story. And how did God lead you through that process? I guess I have two questions in one. What was the beginning of the process, the forgiveness process? Because you're dealing with, you know, uh, grief itself, which is the anger and the depression and the bargaining and the, you know, finally it acceptance. So you go back and forth, but in the same sense, how did, did God begin to use your family as a living testimony of forgiveness and show the grace of God to other people? Um, I, I think it, it all started back with um, how we were raised in the first place. Uh, we were raised as people of faith and, and um, you know, and, and we've learned that God has forgiven us so that we should forgive others. So that's kind of a, uh, you know, one of those things that we know. However, it's difficult to process sometimes when we're the ones that get offended. Mm-hmm. And um, the other thing for me was, is um, I, I was uh, jumped when I was uh, 16 years old. Um, and I had to go through a process of forgiving them. And, and when I went through that, um, I actually saw a man being beat down on national television and God spoke to me and said this, it's not the color of a man's skin, but the spirit that drives him. And I'll never forget that moment when he spoke to me in that way. And, and, and so right there in front of the television, I asked God to forgive me for the uh, unforgiveness that I held. And so from that day forward, I've, I've tried to live my life in a way that, that just a life of forgiveness. 
And so when, when this happened to my sister, Susan, um, I, I already made the choice that I was going to forgive. Uh, in fact, the next night, um, the 9th of August, 2015, um, was interviewed on the news. And right then I, I chose to forgive whoever that person was. Um, and it was just a, a statement of faith. Um, our, our pastor would say, uh, you need to faith it till you make it. And uh, so by faith, I chose to forgive even before I knew who I needed to forgive. And then a few days later, uh, Ronnie Joe Claflin um, is the man uh, that killed my sister. Um, he had uh, turned himself in. And but now there was a face that we could pin all this, you know, bitterness or unforgiveness mm -hmm. or whatever. We could pin that on him now. We had a scapegoat now. And, and so uh, that's where it began. But again, for, again, the forgiveness process began for me uh, early on because I choose to live a life of forgiveness. Now, it's not saying I didn't deal with it mm -hmm. and, and I didn't have to forgive again and forgive again and forgive again every time those feelings came up. But it was a choice I had made to forgive. And, and I didn't push this off on the rest of my family. I allowed my family to to process this how, however they needed to. Uh, but uh, for the from the beginning, I don't think my family, I don't think I was there. I don't think they were my biggest fan at, in the beginning because it, it's hard to, to process this and, and forgive someone who's, who's taken the life of someone you love. Well, even with Kenny too, they even... So I think we have differing journeys. Obviously, he learned some time ago when when something bad happened to you to forgive. And for me, I hadn't been challenged yet in the way that this event had challenged me to really walk in faith and according to the word of God. And I think for me, it all started obviously having the word of God in my heart. That was the key, uh, because I don't think anything of my own power and I totally understand the way the world thinks. When something like this happens, you have every right, you know, according to the world, mm -hmm. to be angry, to be upset, to want your pound of flesh on this other individual because they wronged you, right? And so every time we're wronged, we want to know why and we want to seek revenge. I think that's just a natural thing that's built within us. But because of the word of God was in my heart, I, I was wrestling with that, that idea and that concept. And for me, the process started was a few days after the incident happened. I was definitely angry at the individual. I was definitely asking God why. And I remember being in the shower and I'm going to try not to get emotional, but mm. I was in the shower and I just began at, crying out to God, praying and asking God, why? I don't understand why. Because the Bible says that all things work together for good to those who love God and are called according to his purpose. And God spoke that word into my life right there in the shower. It's like I heard it clear as day because I was asking why, why, why? And that scripture came to mind. And I just like Michael Tom, I had to faith it before I made it. I said, okay, Lord, I don't see it. You know, faith is calling things that be not as though they were, right? And so I had to call the thing that wasn't <laughs> as it was. And so I just had to trust God that he was going to use all things, even the tragic things in our lives for good. And it was at that time that my heart started to turn. Second thing for me was, you know, as God was starting to work on my heart in that way and remind me of that scripture and that promise, 
um, was the fact that I started to realize the story in the Bible where um, there was a man who, uh, there was a great king who brought to, brought forward uh, the servant before him who owed him a great debt and he forgave the man's debt. But then that same man went home to his own country and beat his fellow bondservant because he owed him a very small sum. And um, when the king had heard about this, he was wroth and brought him back before him and said, you're going to be thrown in prison. Everything that you have is going to be taken away until you can pay the debt. And God started to remind me of that. I'm not perfect. We're not perfect people. We've all made mistakes. We've all hurt people. And then he started changing my heart from anger towards this individual to pity this individual and have mercy on this individual. Because I realized if I'm angry at this individual, then there's probably somebody out there who's angry at me. And, you know, and that's where it dawned on me. And I realized that by forgiving this person, I'm really forgiving myself. Mm-hmm. You're setting yourself free. Exactly. Yeah. And so yeah. that yeah. was the process that started for me. Um, and I think that ultimately that's what led us to the really awesome moment God had planned the whole time mm-hmm. for us, yeah. which I'm sure we're going to get into. Well, that's what I want to ask you. It's my understanding that your family had the opportunity to actually meet with, have conversation uh, with the person who had uh, hit and um, killed your mother, your sister. And that, the, the story, I want you to share that story because hearing that level of forgiveness and sharing with the listeners, with me, you know, about your foundation in Christ and, and the, your, your belief in Jesus and standing, you know, you know that only God only God and Holy Spirit can walk with you and to be there for you. But share that that moment that before you actually went into the formal courtroom, uh, what occurred? Yeah, so um, we were told um, by the judge and by the district attorney, this never happens um, mm-hmm. for a number of reasons. If you're in a defense, you know, if you're somebody on the defense in a situation like this, your attorney should never let you admit guilt, um, basically in a closed door meeting with the victim's family, like that just doesn't happen. So the fact that this even was allowed was totally an act of God. Mm-hmm. Um, I'll let you kind of share the lead up to this little meeting um, and then I'll just jump in. Okay. Uh, yeah. So, so we got this, this call from the prosecuting attorney saying, Hey, uh, the, uh, defendant, um, want, wants to come in and, and, um, uh, and, and meet with the family uh, before, you know, hopefully he'll plead guilty. And and so, as Kenny said, th- this is not normal. Uh, it never happens. And I've heard from other people, other lawyers, this never happens where, uh, you know, they meet um, uh, for several reasons, you know. And, and go ahead. And honestly, anything could have happened in that room. Yeah. We could have all jumped over the table and beat him down, but we were all so again, that must have just been the Holy Spirit. No, you know, laying it on the attorney and the, you know, defense and all that, that we are they must have knew in their spirit that we were Christians. Well, you know? and, and they they already knew that that we'd already been moving towards this thought of, of forgiveness. Yeah. Uh, and, and so we were in the room at the courthouse, and 
uh, there was an extra space at the table and we actually invited the Holy Spirit, yeah. God's Holy Spirit to sit in the room with us and, and to be in that other chair and uh, not to be spooky spiritual, but we just wanted God. We wanted to give him honor and presence in the room uh, before Ronnie came in. And when he did, I mean, I, I, th there was, it, it was tense. It was, we didn't know what to expect. Uh, and, and there was a lot of emotions going on. We, we were seeing this guy with our physical eyes for the very first time. And, um, you know, in the flesh that is, and, uh, you know, it, it just, so a lot of things were going through our minds. And, and so <clears throat> the short version of the story is, is, um, we had just wanted to know why we wanted to know why and and i needed to i i thought it was important for me to ask him after he told us what had happened uh, if he was sorry for what he had done because i knew that was an important part to my family uh, being able to process forgiveness better and, and again, the short side of the story is, is that um, by the end of this, I'm going to let Kenny chime in on this and give you some more background to it. But by the time this, this meeting was over with, my family members not only said, I forgive you, but each of them took the time to embrace Ronnie. And I can't begin to tell you how incredible it was when this was over, this room meeting was over with that me and my wife were the last ones in the room. And, and I said to her, is this a movie script or what? Because it just seemed like it was too, too over the top to be real. Like what we had just witnessed, it, it, it doesn't happen in real, real life. Mm -hmm. and, uh, and, and so even the, the uh, prosecuting attorney, he said, you know what, I've been raised a Christian, I am a Christian, but I've never seen faith displayed like I've seen now. Okay. And, uh, or the grace displayed like I've seen now. And, and, and so it, it was an powerful moment. It, it impacted not only the prosecuting attorney and the defense attorney, uh, but it also impacted those in the courtroom. Uh, in fact, we made our way up to the courtroom after this meeting and right there in the courtroom, um, I believe it was that moment that um, my niece, Carrie, Kenny's sister, actually embraced. So I'd like Kenny to give you some more backstory to, to what went on in that room. Yeah, I, I think it was, you know, I, I started out by saying the why, right? And um, all things work together for good. And this was the first peak at some of the good things that God had planned through this tragedy and some of the glory he was going to get through this tragedy that I started to really understand that God's got this. This is this was set up by God. This was predestined. And God's going to use this this small tragedy and, and time out, really, because we're all Christians. My mother was a believer. So I, I know. And that's the, that's one thing I want to share here is as believers, we have hope. When it's not like when the world dies, the world dies. That's tragic. We have hope. Our 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 death is merely a, a, a timeout. It's just a, a small break. And if God can take a little bit of that time and use it to impact others, to bring more into the kingdom, so more can have glory and have hope, then amen. So my our mindset's a little different than the world, mm -hmm. of course. So anyhow, going back to the why, and this is the first 
time I saw it, but I felt something in that room and I, I knew something special was going to happen. Don't ask me how. Um, and again, not to be spooky spiritual, I just knew that God was going to use this moment and it wasn't going to go like people thought it was going to go like. God was going to have his way. So I, I remember sitting there and if I could paint the picture for you, imagine all of our family is a big group, 20 people, probably you'd say 20 people in a courtroom and this long desk. Everybody's on one side. There's two chairs on the other side for Ronnie and whoever he should bring his attorney. Mm -hmm. And I'm just sitting there and I was thinking to myself, and I think we are all probably thinking the same thing. I, I wonder what he is going to, I wonder what he's thinking walking into this room. Yeah. Um, seeing all these people who really, in his mind, probably wants a pound of flesh facing, um, facing the, the family, uh, of the, the woman you, you killed. And I couldn't imagine. I remember thinking it was so brave because honestly, the, the wrong that he committed was leaving the scene and leaving, not caring, but to, yeah. how much more difficult is it to come back afterward Absolutely. to face those people? Um, so I, I actually thought it was very brave of him and I, but I knew I had, a, I had a feeling that something, it was just, it was going to go a little bit different than I think everyone thought it might. So I remember him walking in tough exterior. I think he was ready for a, a tongue lashing, yeah. if you will, from the family. I think he was prepared for that and he was real tough mm -hmm. walking in. Mm -hmm. And I mean, the moment his foot crossed that threshold of the door of that conference room, he broke down into tears yeah. and that's how I knew it was the whole that commit, you know, just, it just hit him and he sat down and he said he was so sorry. And that's when we all had a chance to embrace him and tell Ronnie to his face that we forgive you, um, that we're going to be pleading on your behalf at court. We don't want this to define you. We want you to make good choices. We want you to come to find the Lord. Um, and that's when I think everyone, I think there wasn't a dry eye in the house after we mm -hmm. left. I mean, his hard nosed defense attorney was crying. <laughs> Um, all, I think everyone was very touched emotionally. And that I'd, was, like, I'd like to say one thing mm -hmm. real quick. Kenny, you were a strength to me. I, I don't know if I've ever told you that. Oh. In that room, the way you stood up and the way, I, I hope it's okay that I do this. I just want to commend him because in that room that day, the Holy Spirit used you. God used Amen. you. You were a vessel. You were used by God, you and Tom were strength. You were a strength to the family. And I praise God for that because we need pillars. Mm -hmm. Amen to, Amen. we need each other. We need someone to stand in the gap for us when we don't know when we can stand, you know, when we can't do it ourselves. Mm -hmm. We have the Lord, but we also have someone to stand in the gap for us. And yeah, I just want to commend you for that. I love you. What a powerful testimony. What a powerful witness of, of Christ. That we're forgiving him and God can forgive him. So let, let this be a new chapter of your life uh, to, to live for, for God. And, and so we, um, well, you know, I'll just let Kenny chime in right here. Go ahead. Yeah. <clears throat> it was, <clears throat> I think we sh said something to the effect of, you know, we forgive you. God forgives you. You got to forgive yourself, mm -hmm. um, and you gotta you gotta be better because of it, right? Um, these tragedies—a a tragedy happened to him too. He didn't wake mm -hmm. up that morning, you know, with the intent to harm someone. 
it befell him. And, you know, he made some poor decisions leading up to that, obviously. So he bears the brunt of the responsibility. But, you know, he didn't wake up maliciously wanting to hurt someone that day. He just made a lot of bad choices. And so I knew that that, you know, something like that could eat at a person. And I and I honestly, God had removed that from me. You know, some people would want that. I hope you never sleep and I hope you think, you know, and I didn't want that. I wanted him to just, she's in heaven. She's better than all of us right now. And um, so don't, don't live your life a, a tragic tale. Use this and make something out of yourself um, and Amen. come to the Lord and be a good dad to your daughter and go on, live. Because um, I think that's, that's what God did for us, right? When he forgave us. He wiped that slate clean. You don't let your past haunt you. Move forward in the Lord. You're forgiven. Amen. So we have a treat. Let's you have a treat. Pastors Gina and Pastors Tom, they're going to take us out in their own way. Man of God. <laughs> Can you all sing one? No. <laughs> <laughs> We're going to sing a song. We're going to sing a song called Amazing Love. We're going to sing about his amazing love and how he forgiven us. So we'll start with that. Ready? Yeah. I'm forgiven because you were forsaken. I'm accepted. You were condemned. I'm alive and well. Your spirit lives within me. Because you died and rose again. Amazing love, how can it be that you, my king, should die for me? Amazing love, I know it's true. It's my joy to honor you. Amazing love, how can it be that you, my king, should die for me? Amazing love, I know it's true. It's my joy to honor you in all I do. I honor you. In all I do, I honor you. Amen. So good. I promise I would not cry. So <laughs> thank you all. God bless you for sharing. Thank you for sharing your heart. And thank you for sharing the love of God with the people. Amen. Thank you for having us. Yes. If I can interject one more thing, uh, you know, we we want this to carry on this this legacy of, of my sister. Um, you know, not only dedicating a well, but continuing to send in funds to to help support that cause. And if anybody's interested in that, they can go to susansstory.org. Susanstory.org and, and click on the link there to donate to the Hope Water Project. Or they, they can even search out the Hope Water Project mm -hmm. uh, from Kensington Church and, and support that ministry to continue uh, bringing water 
to a place that has no water. And, and uh, it's such a desperate need. And, and this will help carry the story, not only story of forgiveness, but forgiveness, hope, and water. Amen. Amen. God bless you. I love you. But always, always, always remember that God loves you more. Visit us, lisahfullerministries.org or ChristArmsReachingEverywhereMinistries.org where I am the senior pastor. Amen. And thank you for everything that you do. You have been listening to Lisa H. Fuller Ministries with your host, Dr. Lisa Fuller, senior pastor of Christ Arms Reaching Everywhere Ministries. For information on Christ Arms Reaching Everywhere Bible study and worship services, or to make a donation to this ministry, visit ChristArmsReachingEverywhere.org or LisaHFullerMinistries.org. For prayer, give us a call at 313-398-3131. That's 313-398-3131.